0: kevin happy thursday buddy episode 12 of cue the duck boats podcast we'll welcome everybody in Glad to have anyone who's listening here. Episode twelve. What does the number twelve make you think about? Tom Brady and all the success he's had over the years. Ugh. Not last weekend though. Your boy took an L. But we're gonna get into that later in the episode as we usually do. How was your how was your day at work today, Kev? Uh, my day was
1: good. Glad to hear it. Kinda normal. A little winter slowness, but pretty Nothing. much
0: Yeah. I feel you. That's how mine's been kinda I things have actually been picking up, but that's you know. That's how my industry goes in the winter, but I really can't complain. Nothing was bad today. I've had a pretty decent week, so happy to be here and talk some talk some hockey, talk some football, so let's jump right into it. Let's talk about what we've been seeing right now for our Boston Bruins. Um, how have you felt about the Bruins' last two games? of uh, me, it's been tough to watch. You know, you never really like,
1: see your team losing. Uh, they're starting January, January off with so much like, hotness and winning all those games, but the heart, the heart's there. That's the whole thing. It's you can't fault them for having the heart, especially last night. Like it's sad to see them lose when you're up three one. against a good team in that in Colorado, but to lose an OT, like like we were talking about yesterday, it's like it's a measuring mark that shows that we can hang with these teams. So it's sad to see the losses, but good to see that like we're a little humbled and we know what we need to work on to beat like good teams like this
0: yeah you know that that's like the major thing that i look at right after like the last couple games like the ducks are a good team you gotta realize that now even though they weren't for fused they're good and when you play these good teams like the ducks like carolina like washington like colorado how our schedule has been lately it's kind of a measuring stick game and i think the bruins have proven that they're there like last night we proved that we're right there we didn't win the game i I fell asleep so did you i know we both fell asleep at three to one It's tough for us working men to stay up to 2 in the morning to watch (laughs) hockey, but I'll get into that in a second. But, you know, let's so the team, they're showing what they need, and I think this only helps management get a better look at what we need to do with the deadline. But let's jump back to the game versus the Ducks. I think with the Ducks, the Bruins didn't get themselves into the game fast enough. I think that was the biggest problem. It's like whenever we started to make a move or started to catch up, the Ducks scored again. And we just never really, we never really pushed for a lead or really pushed at all in that game. I think the Ducks kind of dominated us. And one player, you know, the guy who I have picked as my college trophy winner that I watched all night is Trevor Zegers, And he is so talented. It's ridiculous. Did you actually, um, I don't know if you heard this yet. They're inviting Trevor Zegras to go to the skills competition. Even though he didn't make the all-star team, they're going to have him go to skills comp because he's just like the highest skilled player in the NHL already. So they were one of them in the easily top 10. So they're having him go to the skills comp just to kind of, I think it's an effort for the NHL to start to usher in the new wave of players and highlight a guy. They want to make one of their faces in the league. So I think it's going to be super cool. Right. How do you feel about that?
1: No, it's definitely important. Is like,
0: like you said, growing the league, showing the new faces,
1: And, like, especially all these TV deals, you want to get them out, like, hey, this is the young players we have. This is what they're capable of doing. Like, they're flashy. Like, it's the new wave of hockey, kind of, with these young guys. So, it's definitely important. Like, it's smart. It's it's a money-making tactic. Like, the only way to grow this league is to make money. So Yeah, look
0: look at what the NBA did. The NBA has a ton of festivities, their all-star game, right? Don't they have a rookie showcase? Rookie showcase, they
1: have a, like – uh, rookie versus sophomore game you have a celebrity game
0: yeah all kinds like, of stuff like the nhl like, needs these big.
1: there's like uh littles like skill competition and like they play against each other so like it's crazy
0: yeah and I, I think that the nhl is so sacred it's so gatekept to a fault you know what i mean we need this stupid shit the stupid shit is what makes the game grow it's what makes kids want to watch it and then they grow into lifelong hockey fans the NHL lacks that, and they need it. So I'm, I'm all for anything that's going to help grow the game. But as much as at the start of this year, I was talking about how happy I was with TNT and ESPN. I have some, some parts about their coverage of the hockey that I don't like. We'll start with ESPN. I loved everything about ESPN being involved in the NHL. I thought all they were going to do is drive games, drive games, drive games, drive viewership, and it was going to be great. The biggest problem is the paywall. I, you know, I have ESPN Plus. I can afford it. Kevin has ESPN Plus. He can afford it. But for some families, like paying their TV, paying their TV bill alone is major. Adding that extra $5.99, some people just can't do it, or whatever it is now. It sucks that they're gonna take major games like a Wednesday night rivalry game that they're trying to highlight between the Bruins and Caps and put it behind a paywall. That does not grow the game. Put Bruins Capitals on ESPN, regular ESPN. Whatever shit you have on there, take it off. Commit fully to hockey, put it on there, and that's where you get more national views. Putting it behind the paywall, you're probably getting less views than you're getting on Nesson. That does not grow the game. That was not the purpose of this. and I get it. They're trying to build that platform. And again, I think ESPN Plus is a great deal for someone like us who watch a lot of different teams and watch a lot of different hockey. But some people can't justify that just for buying the Bruins. And I think it sucks. Like I really do. I don't know. How do you feel about that? It bothers me so much that they're like hiding these games. How about, all right, so before I do that, how about like your dad? How about my dad? Not exactly the most tech savvy guys, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, my dad's over here, like, he has Hulu Plus. So he's like, the game's on Hulu. How do I get on the app? I'm like, dude, you know what I mean? And he has it figured out now, but like, I don't blame him. The guy's not sitting there on Hulu and ESPN Plus all the time. How about like, think about like grandparents? How about like an 80 year old grandfather who wants to watch the Bruins that he's watched his whole life? He has to go to some tile on his smart TV to watch the fucking game. That's insane. You know what I mean? It's just that throws me off so bad.
1: Yeah, no, Sorry, I know. Sorry, I'll, the I'll end
0: the rant. Yeah, no, I
1: was the same way. as like, my cause like I have the ESPN Plus and I have the Hulu and everything. My I was like, where's the game? Like, I, don't, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I was in my room and he was in the living room. So I was like, oh, i in the middle logging all my accounts. So and like, it's set up for you. But it's just crazy. Like, even I was like, wait, where's the game? Like, flipping through the guide and pull up, like, my sports average, like tells you what channel the game is I'm like, oh, ESPN Plus? Oh, that's nice. Like, yeah, it's just it's makes so sense. Dynamic.
0: But now we're going to TNT. I've liked everything about TNT so far. I like their coverage way better. I think they're doing it right. Having a little bit more of a PG-13 take, getting guys who are hilarious like Biz on there, getting someone like Rick Tockett, Wayne Gretzky, getting these guys. And even I think Anson Carter does a great job on there. These guys are funny. They're so funny. So, like, they're making coverage way better. Whenever the Bruins are playing, they're getting Marshy mic'd up. They're getting him going. They're having him say a swear, and they're leaving it on the air. Things like that. That is hockey. Hockey is not this polished, um, politically correct game. It's not. It's simply not. The players who play hockey are not the same people who just write and talk hockey all the time, who is the most politically correct group of meager humans on Earth, right? That's not what the NHL is. It's really not. Like, so it's just, it is what it is. And I think it's nice that they're highlighting that side of the game and like the actual humans and characters these people are. Like, how about Biz's interview last night with Stevie Y? Like, how wild was that? Did you hear that one? No. So <laughs> it's like been rumored that Stevie I, Steve Eiserman, the GM of the Detroit Red Wings, like hammers guys when he has his pre-draft interviews. And Kirby Doc, a player on the Blackhawks, came on Spit and Tricklets and he talked about the fact that Stevie Y just kept asking him if he smokes pot, if he smokes weed. And like all these other players have said that. Like he just he hounds them about it. So to get him back for doing that, Biz is like talking to him about like how he gets so amped up for games. And he's like, So what do you do to relax at night? Like, what do you do when you know you're sitting down at home to relax and, and kind of calm down away from hockey? And Eiserman like obviously knew it was coming because on the podcast, Wit was like, you have to try to hit him with a weed question because he does it to all the young kids coming in the league. And Stevie Y smiled and he goes, I can't tell you what I do to calm down on national TV. It was such like a great moment. It was so <laughs> funny. And they all just started laughing and it's like TNT is getting to those layers of these like hockey legends and getting some stories out. So it's hilarious. That's great. The downside of it is the fact that they push games back so late at night because there's no other way to watch it. Last night when the Bruins game was supposed to start, there's 11 minutes left in Detroit, Chicago, Detroit and Chicago are two literal dumpster fires on ice, skating around, smacking into each other, the game was five to three or whatever it was at that point. Five five. Yeah. Why are we pushing back the Bruins? Can we please just drop the puck on that game? I, I th- my complaint there is not the same as with ESPN. I love what TNT's doing. I just wish the game started on time because then I would have probably stayed up and saw the whole thing because I'm an old man. But that's where we're on that. That's the end of that rant. TNT, I'm gonna rate four out of five stars so far. ESPN, I'm giving two out of five. Their coverage is dry too. Like I Mark Messi is not doing anything for me. You know what I mean? I just they didn't they didn't hire the right guys and ESPN's just doing a better job. I mean, sorry, TNT's doing a much better job. Back to last night's game. How do you feel about Hall's hit on McKinnon? I definitely don't think it
1: was dirty at all. Like, that's what I hate, like, you read all these articles today, like, he should have answered. Like, they should have gave him the call. Like, all this. Like, why? Like, that's not Hall's, like, style of play. He's never been like that. He's not a dirty player. doesn't have that reputation. So, it's just, it's an unfortunate hit. Like, that's all it is. Like, yeah. it happened, like.
0: I look at it this way. If Hall doesn't lean in there, he's getting ran over by McKinnon. McKinnon's just going to drop him and keep skating up the ice. McKinnon is a big boy who moves faster than pretty much everyone. Taylor Hall is one of the only players in the NHL that can actually skate with him, other than McDavid. And yeah, I mean, he hits him. It's shoulder into his shoulder, but it clips him in the hands. McKinnon's hands go up and hits himself in the face. It was not a dirty hit. Was it a little late? Yeah, but there's a three-second rule in the NHL, and it was not within that. So, like, I mean, obviously, the problem is there. If they call a major on the ice, when they review it, they can't go no penalty. So, they have to give the two minute minor. So, it's not like people were mad at the refs there. They made the right call. If you see a player get blown up and his head hits the ice and there's blood everywhere, you have to call the major. They did the right thing by reviewing it and giving it two minutes. I actually don't fault the refs there whatsoever. Like, if you're mad at the refs, you just don't know the rules of hockey. And that's, I mean, should that rule be changed? Maybe, but it's the rules. What bothered me was Landis Cog all night chasing around Hall, trying to fight him, and all these guys trying to fight Hall. Taylor Hall's not a fighter. He's not going to fight you. Just let it go. Like, at the 10th time where Hall skated away or pushed back a little bit and clearly wasn't going to fight, it's like, let it go. You were hurting your team doing that. They put us on a five-on-three because Johnson decided he was just going to cross-check Hall in the back eight times. It's like, nice job, dude, and we scored two goals. But all around, I mean, what bothers me, obviously I've gone back and watched the third period of that game now. The Bruins are not closing games the way they should. The Bruins of the past, the Bruins of 2014, 2015, when they – maybe not 2014, but they um, – when they're in that position where they're up 3-1 going into the third period, you know they're winning that game. That game's over. This Bruins team doesn't have the mental drive as a whole in the d decor or the goaltending right now to do that, and it drives me crazy. Like You should look at a 3-1 lead going into the third period as this is a guaranteed win. Am I glad we got the point? Yeah, I am. How do you feel about that?
1: No, I definitely agree. It's just being able to clear it out of our zone, that that was the biggest problem I feel like yeah. we are seeing. And it. it's just you got to be able to clear it. Like, you can't just leave it in there. Especially against a team like, um Colorado. Repeatedly, repeatedly, they're going to get chances and they're going to score. Yeah. And they did that twice to tie it up. Yeah. And especially like that last goal. Was there was only 45 seconds left yep. in the game? Like.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, it's just, it's tough. It really is because they're good and you can't let good teams stay alive, but we did, but we still got a point. You know, I actually texted you before the game and you asked me, how I felt, I thought the Bruins were going to lose that game. I had it as a scheduled loss late game in Colorado. I didn't. So I'm happy with the effort. I'm happy with what we got. The player that I've been the most happy with this month, obviously Brad Marshall, but <laughs> we're going to highlight someone else here. David Pasternak has been great. He has been great on all ends of the ice. And in all three of the Bruins' last notable losses, he has still played great. And his line has played great. Pasta has notched now his sixth 20-goal season in a row. The Bruins' record is 10. Marshy has 8. They're both racing for that record. It's ridiculous. Like I mean, I think Marshawn will pass it, and then Pasta will end up passing him. But Pasta started off slow. He's now at 20 goals. He's rolling along. And the sky's the limit. If he keeps playing the way he is, it helps this Bruins team so much, so much, having both of them on separate lines going, going, going. You know, I I, I really feel that way. How do you like what you've seen on Pasta?
1: Oh, it's amazing! It's like as you've seen, like once Pasta starts scoring, everyone's scoring. That's yeah, the thing he gets it starting, and they're feeding off of his energy. And it's like I'm like you see how happy Pasta is. Like everyone's coming around that big that big check. Seems smile like himself. Exactly, he's having fun. That's the biggest thing. It's, like, just scoring goals, having fun, carefree. Like, I'm just going to shoot. It's going in.
0: Yeah, and with everything that Pasta went through this offseason, I think that seeing him start to be having fun again and scoring goals, it makes me even happier. I want nothing but success for the guy, so I've been really happy with that. Another player I want to talk about again, Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque has looked good game in, game out. He now has seven goals. That was a snipe last night. It's like we're at at what point are we like, Ugh, you know, it's just tough. It's like, we need to move on from him, or we need to keep them because I'm starting to get, I'm, it's driving me crazy. But I'll tell you one thing is Dave Portnoy once told me stocks only go up and his stock is going up. Every single game he's played in this month, I feel has made his stock go up, 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 up to the point where I think we really are looking at making a big dog move for him. I really think we are. Um, and I know that we've heard a bunch of things going on. So like, is there anyone in particular that you have lined up that you would like to see up trade for DeBrusque? I know we'll talk later about JT Miller because I know like, I mean, JT Miller, I think we know what they're kind of looking for. And I don't know if it is DeBrusque. I really don't. Like, who's the guy that you want to see them go out and grab um, if they trade DeBrusque? Is it a guy like Claude Giroux, Thomas, like, or I don't know. Is it Claude Giroux for you? Is that like who you like would want him to go get? I think that DeBrusque for Giroux almost get I think it gets it done because you're not getting a guy with term. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like do you think that's giving up a little too much if we can't re-sign him? I don't
1: I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Drew won't stay do I. I feel the same way. I don't think we'll pay him whatever he wants to do. That's the whole problem prompt yeah. too. It's like a
0: mutual side thing where he doesn't want to play in Boston. I don't know if he doesn't want to play in Boston. I don't know that but I know that we probably can't afford to keep him for another year. I think he wants to win and Bruins, I think are, I mean, we're a couple players away from being a real contender, so I don't know why I wouldn't want to be there, but I don't know, you know, and before we dive more into trades, I do want to talk about our goaltending situation. It's worried me a little bit. Swayman's down in Providence looking great. Tuca. I mean, Olmark's been Olmark. He's been okay. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been terrible. Tuca hasn't been great. And we did our first podcast since Tuca was back, and I was yelling to the heavens that he was elite. And I'm not ready to, you know, throw the dun chain on him right now because I don't think he is, but he hasn't looked great. And at what point do the Bruins have to say, all right, you're going down to the AHL for a little bit of seasoning, and we'll bring you back up when you're ready. I don't know. I have no opinion on what the correct move is there because I really just don't know. But I know that I haven't loved what I've seen out of Tuca Rask. He looks really deep in his net. And there are stops that he normally makes that he's just not making. Like that goal on the Ducks that just slid right through him. It's like, come on, you know? How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely – Tuca has not looked himself at all. And I totally agree, like, he needs that seasoning. Like, it was hard to expect him to come back from, like, the hip injury and everything. And not – like, especially, like, with COVID and everything, it was, like, time in the NHL – And Providence, like, getting, like, non-existent. So, it's, like, he needs that. Just, like, find his rhythm. Find, like, the old Tuca and be, like, build on the confidence. It seems the confidence isn't there. Especially when you have plays like that. He's probably watching film and everything. It's, like, damn, I should have had that. Yeah. Getting down on himself. It's, like,
0: he needs that confidence knowing, like, I can do this.
1: Like, go into, like, a lower-level talent and do that.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. And I don't know if he needs to go to Providence. I think it might just be more games, right? And I think the Bruins are willing to give him that. But only to an extent. And God, like, I'm rooting for him so much. I want to see to come out and have a great game in his next game. Because the Bruins fans, if he cannot perform, are going to be unbelievably terrible to deal with. And I'm going to leave it at that. So we're... we're Q the Duck Boats pod is rooting for Tuca. We hope Tuca cleans it up and gets it back in line soon. And we didn't expect him to be perfect, right? Like, we're, he needs time to get back to the NHL speed. So, we'll see how it goes. Jumping back to the trade talk, I think this week we've heard a lot about JT Miller. Um, the rumor is they're looking for a first-round pick and a prospect. And the teams that are kind of closing in, they're kind of down to four that have really made the most smoke around that fire. And that would be the Minnesota Wild, the Calgary Flames, the New York Rangers, and the Boston Bruins. To me... I think the Bruins are the best fit there for JT Miller. He would be so good on our second line. If JT Miller comes in, that's our first line. Our first line becomes JT Miller, Pasta, and Hall. I know that Berg <laughs> and Marshawn are there and Smith, but no, I'm telling you, that's our that line will drive. Play that's straight pitch. firepower right there. Dominate. I really think so. Like JT Miller is a guy who can be a high twenty goal scorer and can dish the puck very well. Pasta would be having the time of his life playing with those two guys. I'm telling you that would be And but what does the deal look like? It's a first round pick and what level prospect is it? It's going to be a top level prospect. I'm not giving up a Fabian Lysell. I'm not giving up a Mason Lowry. But if no, you're getting JT no, Miller, I really like Johnny Beecher's game. I, but I just, a lot of other people don't. And a lot of people who know more than me don't, but I, I'm kind of still staying strong on Beecher. But I think for a JT Miller if you think you can re-sign him and make him your new, you know, 1A center, I think I'm willing to go first-round pick in Jack Stadnica. Stadnica hasn't proved that at the NHL level. Do I think he's going to be a good NHL player? Yeah, I do. But JT Miller is a good NHL player, a good one now. And then if you can get that deal done like that, there's another guy out there, you know, Mr. Thrillville. Fill the Thrill. (laughs) can't on the Andy Strickman on the cam and Strick podcast, which is another great podcast out there said, Phil can be had for a second rounder. I'd give up a second rounder for Phil the thrill. I don't know if he wants to play in Boston. I don't know if the Bruins want him. I don't think he was loved in Boston, but I, I think that he would fit in more now like a veteran Phil the thrill. I would love it if we could get some castle action back, like seeing him ripping hot dogs and Dr. Peppers right before the <laughs> games and then just sniping a goal thing is like Phil, if you've ever like heard people talk about Phil, He's, like, not the Bruins-type player. Like, he's a guy who's like, hey, let's get me the puck, bitch, and, like, wants to score goals all the time. You know what I mean? He's not exactly the Bruins-type player, but I'd take Phil the Thrill. That's for sure. So, I don't know. Like, had it, would you like Phil back? Oh, mm-hmm. I'd love to see him back. It's just I know, he's, he's a Boston, a guy. Boston yeah, he's
1: personality. A, yeah, he's a
0: Boston Yeah, player. Yeah, he's a fan player. favorite. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Phil's like, from Minnesota, but he is, like, he is a Boston personality-type player. He really is. Like, I agree with that 100%. I think that it would be so funny if we got him back. Can you imagine just Kessel burning down the wings? I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i kind every of with ta- it. I really every am. time he scores a goal, they start throwing hot dogs on the ice. Yeah, I'm kind of with it, but we'll see. And the only other thing that's kind of breaking right now is, the word is Evander Kane is signing with um, with the Oilers. So that's, you know, a controversial, controversial but big piece a guy who I think could go to Edmonton and be a beast. His signing bonus at Puckpedia put it out. His signing bonus is 625K. Base salary, 750K. Actual cash he's getting is um, seven, oh, Sorry, is 974,000. Um, due to pro rating signing during season, um, his cap hit AV is 2.094 million. Full no-move clause. Yeah, you see he uh,
1: took that salary and
0: bet that he won't make it a full season. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we're not <laughs> – That was the
1: comments and on, on like, all the articles i reading.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, he just – I really think that, like, at that price, Evander Kane could be a beast. I mean, last year he was the highest scoring player in the, in the um, Sharks. He's a good player. He really is. So I don't – is he a good person? No. I think that's been proven, like, eight times. Is he a scumbag? Yes. <laughs> Do I believe that people can rehabilitate themselves and be good hockey players and learn to be good teammates? Yes. Do I think he's going to do that? I don't know. He's really not proven that at any place. Like he's hated in Winnipeg. He was hated. (laughs) He was hated in Buffalo. He was hated in San Jose. Like clearly he is the problem. You can't just blame everyone else at a certain point. Um, Do I think he's made some terrible choices? Yes. Have a lot of the things that have been said about him been proven false? Yes. You know what I mean so it's like we don't even know it's true we don't even know what the deal is <laughs> with him um but I'm glad he's not a Bruin I'm glad we're not gonna have to play him that much and things can't really get worse right now for the Oilers that's one way to look at it if he goes in there and he plays good hockey and helps turn things around Edmonton will love him because they're just looking for someone to love right now so it could work it really could Do you have any other hockey news, though?
1: No, I think that wraps it up for hockey with me.
0: Yeah, I think me too. So let's get into a little bit of betting talk, right? So before we give you our Hockey Bet of the Week, I just want to give you a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has all your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for US com with promo code RINK for hundred and twenty-five percent sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK. That's R-I-N-K for your hundred and twenty-five percent sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, Bet US. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. So, Kevin, I have a little parlay cafe for us here. You want me to give it, or you want to give it?
1: Uh, let's hear you. So don't blame
0: me if it loses. All right, so our little parlay cafe is for Friday night. It is going to be the Caps on the money line and the Bruins on the money line. The Caps are against the Dallas Stars in Dallas, but I like the Caps in that game. And we have the Bruins in Arizona versus the Measley Yotes on the money line. Parlayed, that's looking at about plus 145. I think that's good return on two teams that should get the win. Let's jump into some football. It's your time, buddy. All right, about time.
1: I know, right? All right, the biggest thing was this—the craziest divisional round yet
0: in NFL yes. history. <laughs> to me, oh my God, yes! This was that was the best weekend of watching football I can remember since the twenty-eight to three day sitting in your dorm.
1: Oh, that was a good day. Very <laughs> good day. Very <laughs> good day.
0: <laughs> but like, really, like I mean that. Like, I can't remember a better like viewing experience of football. Can you? No, like
1: this will be cat for some of you people don't know. You had three games decided by last-second field goals, and you had an overtime game. That got tied up with 13 seconds left by a field goal, too. So it was just – it was unreal. Like, from the very beginning, like that Bengals game and then the upset of the Packers, kind of the upset Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we can go through each game if you want. We can start with the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow ripped it up. Pretty pretty happy with that, Joe so Burrow. That, I mean, I mean, I guess Joe Burrow really didn't rip it up. That's not really the truth. Joe Burrow managed the game very elitely, and was able to make his team win with getting sacked what ten times.
1: Yeah. So this game, this is the big like no team is like one when your quarterback sacked nine ten times. No. Which is like it's insane. Like if they're gonna like even have a chance going forward, it's like that whole line needs to change. Like.
0: How you do you change?
1: That. Like, How do you change in the franchise? No, they got
0: to to step up. Like, yeah, they got to just do their job. Like, I don't know if they physically can step up. <laughs> yeah, you no,
1: know, that's the biggest thing. Is like with that old line. That's what a lot of people said like back in the draft. Like, do you get Jamar Chase or do you get an offensive tackle? Well, Jamar Chase is obviously the right decision, but also kind of the wrong decision.
0: But you can have you need a generational, uh, yeah. you need a generational talent like that. So I thought it was the wrong decision till. We watched Jamar Chase rip up the whole NFL this year. It's yeah. hard to say it was the wrong decision now because they have him, and now they know what they need to do. That team's going to go get an O line, and they're going to become one of the new superpowers in the AFC for sure. It's yeah, it's
1: also, it also, but like also brings into like Evan McPherson, their rookie kicker out of Florida. Oh my god, that kid is a stud. Balls like, of steel. Oh well, man, he was had, awesome. allegedly, before he got this, he was warming up on the sideline. He said. All right, boys, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game.
0: And then he rolled out and, and then he rolls in and, right.
1: and turns around before it even goes in.
0: Yeah, that was badass. Right. I like that energy. He's the kicker that kicked the um kicked the ball that knocked the cup off the I mean, knocked the, Gatorade, off yeah. the Gatorade bottle. Yeah, yeah. That was viral last year. He's a beast. So I, I mean I like the Bengals. Um, I think Kevin and I are both putting our allegiance to the Bengals. We'll obviously tell you that later. But before we go any really further with our allegiances and things like that, we got to talk about the best game, the best game of the weekend, Mahomes versus Allen. Best game like football. Yeah, the best game I can remember I've watched. The Chiefs against the Bills, Mahomes against Allen. Here's a question for you. Is this going to be our new Brady versus Manning? Do we have it again? If we do, it's so crazy. Like Our generation has been blessed.
1: I think we do. It's just like the ride, but the basic thing is the respect. That's what made there. Brady and Manning so fun to watch. It's like, the respect between those two and just the competitiveness. And, like, that's what you have. Like, if you watch after the game, like, Mahomes, like tossed to him, it's like, yo, watch out. Like, he He's went right off. it. to yeah, go find
0: out. That was fly. awesome.
1: He, like, threw his helmet on the ground, sprinted it off. Like, like you I appreciate it, man. Like, good game. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I look forward to next time. And that's huge. It was like.
0: Yeah. Well, look what they both did. Like, I, you know, obviously we were both rooting for the Bills in that game, so I was so slanted. But to not look at what Mahomes did and how clutch he was with 13 seconds left is insane. Patrick Mahomes is so good. And so is Josh Allen. They are the two best young quarterbacks by so far. And they're going to lead their teams to Super Bowls again. They both will. I think that, I mean, obviously the Bills haven't won one yet but with Allen. But the Chiefs... Are going to win more with Mahomes, and the Bills will win one with Josh Allen. I really feel that way, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, especially if the Bills go out and get like, a legitimate running back.
0: Yeah, like they can be scary, dude. They did like, all this with like Josh Allen as the running back, Singletary as a scat back, and Zach Moss healthy scratched every other game. Like, yeah, like
1: it's eh. wild. And Stephon it's Day's only had seven yards.
0: Yeah. Yep. Like, that's a huge highlight of that game. Yeah. Well, Gabriel especially, Davis yeah, had one hundred and ninety and four TDs, right? Over 200, 201. Oh, yeah, I didn't even – so that was the last catch. Yeah, that was insane. Everything about that game was insane. How about Travis Kelsey just telling Mahomes at the line he wasn't doing the play. He was going to go get open. Mahomes then yells, go do it. He just gets open, puts them right in a perfect field goal position. The amount of, like, the storylines inside that game were so great. And as much as, like – I think I don't like Patrick Mahomes because I hate his brother and his his wife. They're just terrible. Yeah, are okay, like, terrible. Right there, yeah. They're terrible social media. What'd you say? Fiance. They're not married. Oh, now. yeah. Whatever. They're just terrible like social hey, media personalities. Just... But like, he's a nail gun. Guy's a nail gun. Yeah. like She's just... out there in freezing cold weather, spraying champagne on fans. It's like they're so out of touch. It's ridiculous. But still, I mean, that was one of the best games I can remember. And then that circles me into one of the most boring games I can remember till the very end, which it had a great ending but the Niners and the Packers. I watched every minute of every game this weekend, this weekend. So, like, I really get into them all. but, like, oh, my God. Like, how does Aaron Rodgers just constantly – that was, like, the two quarterbacks that pee down their leg in the playoffs against each other. And, like, Aaron Rodgers won the pissing contest in that one. It's like, dude, come on. Like, you have so much more talent than Garoppolo and then the Niners, and you couldn't win that game. It's like, come on. Good for yeah. Jimmy G. Good for Jimmy G. I'm not, yeah. like, he's a quarterback I don't dislike there. It's so like good for him. Yeah, Rogers
1: like he disappeared. Like it was and the thing is, you have Devonte Adams. Like the San San Fran's defense is unreal. Like yeah, it is. Just it high is high energy guys that like that play for each other, and it's crazy. But like for Rogers, like you can't dominate teams like you have been, and then you just lose lose like that. You only score one touchdown. Yeah, and two field goals, and then. Oh my God, what kills me about that is at the end of the first half, Aaron Jones. Like, what were you doing? Like, why why are you trying to run back inside?
0: Like, run as fast as you can down the sideline? Doesn't. And then get pushed out or go out. Kev, it's like. Every year we watch star players in the NFL make plays that you're like, what? And then you have to remember they just simply just don't know what they're doing. They don't know the rules of football. Dak Prescott ran the ball up the middle forgot that the ref had to touch the ball and never got the next playoff. Yeah, you know, then you watch Matthew Stafford and Matthew Stafford's like, yo, touch yeah, the ball, touch yeah, the ball, I touch know. the ball. I know, because like, he's got like – just, it just shows some of these guys there's not much going on up there. They're just great athletes, and it's just a fact. But, you know, that's really all there was for that game. Good for – I mean, good for San Fran. It was, a, it was a, another game decided by a field goal, which was fun to watch and great. And that brings me to the Bucks ramps. I was – I knew that Brady was going to come back in that game. We all, oh, knew, yeah. we all knew the Bucks were going to come. Yeah, back. I do. It's like twenty-seven to three. I was like,
1: eh. Never count Tom Brady. Out. No, that's, but Even with a bad wide receiving court right
0: now, he didn't pull it off. He didn't pull. Well, it off. That wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't. It was. If you brought him to OT, I think he might yeah. have. Yeah. So, uh, give your review on that game. What you like? What was your? So, what yeah, you definitely. On
1: that Brady show they still has it. Oh, yeah. And no, he does. Brady still Even with, like you don't have Godwin, you don't have Antonio Brown, you just – all he has is Mike Evans and Gronk. And my everyone that was back, which helped them, but it was just tough. Like I just don't understand why Cooper Cup isn't getting the respect.
0: It's like – I mean, I can tell I, you I do one do not reason, respect but... Cooper Cup like that and you put him on single coverage? Yeah, I can tell you one reason, like, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah, I just don't like – he's just the most <laughs> disrespected receiver in the NFL. He's literally like the best receiver. And like, I think Antonio open.
1: Winfield Jr. is good, but it's like yeah. he's a second-year player. Yeah. He's I a mean, strong safety.
0: Yeah, Cooper Cup yeah. dominated that game. He got open and he he but caught the ball. Both catches in game were laying. I just think both catches, like – I mean, it sucks. Not Brady's fault, but, you know. And that gets – let's just jump right into it. Do you think Tom Brady is actually going to retire? So – there's been some worrisome comments.
1: Him and Gronk both,
0: yeah, right now. So I'll start with
1: I'll start with Tom on in because he's giving he's being a little cryptic like he always is. But I think really it comes down to family. Like Tom's proven what he needs to do. He's done it all. Like no one. Oh, ever he, I mean, he's Tom. gonna
0: he could go out the MVP, right? And it's just it he's got seven like, championships. I just think with his
1: kids getting older and everything, it comes down to. Do his kids tell him, like, Dad, we want you at home? And just as I'll say, Hey, I think it's time. And he's going to respect whatever decision they say. Yeah. Tom versus Tom. So, we all watched
0: it. Yeah. So it comes down to that. And then what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I read all of his comments. I read the tweets. I read the like little clips, the video. I, no, I think that, I don't know. Like, I mean, if it, if he does retire, it's not on ability. It's purely on family, and that he wants to spend more time with his family. And if that's his choice, then I respect that a 1,000%, and I agree with it. But Brady's still at the top of his game, and I think he is addicted to winning, and he's addicted to being the best. I think Tom Brady will be back for another year. I really do. I think, Tom, I think he's so addicted to it. I'm not 100% sure where he plays. That'd be pretty interesting, right? What if Tom Brady's not a buck? New Orleans? I don't know. It, no, not with Sean Payton leaving. Yeah, okay. No way. But um, good segue, though. That was a good segue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know with Brady. I really don't. Yeah, no, but I think we'll have a better idea a week from now. You guys definitely heard it
1: here first, though. Brady's coming back.
0: For him to go out, he's not going to go out losing in the divisional round. No, he's That's not. That's not his style. It's gonna be... Brady's addicted to winning. He's coming yeah, back.
1: He's just... going to lose in a, in a championship game or he's going to win in a Super Bowl that's, he's going to ride out like he's always had, but what's that bring me to Grok, though, like... That Grock's, I don't know about. Grok no, could so, go right into media. Yeah, so Grok legit said, if they told me, like, you need to make a decision now, I'm done. Like, was, we'll see in a couple weeks, couple months, but if they told me you're going to decide today, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. Which is, like, it's crazy to see, like, he watched all these videos of Gronk in his prime, and he was untouchable. He was so dominant, like, yeah. so physically gifted. Yep. And it seemed like he started to get those gifts back, too. Like, he was back on top oh, of his yeah. game, and then he got hurt. But so for Gronk, it just comes down to, like, does he want to keep putting his body through this?
0: Yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. I, I'm really cloudy on what I think Gronk would do. And he has I, Camille at home, man. It's hard yeah. to be away from. Yeah, I don't think they're one and the same, those two decisions. So we'll see with Gronk. We'll see with Brady. We'll keep you updated on how we feel about that. I think
1: think it does, though. If, like, Tom comes back, he goes, Gronk, come on, we're going. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Get in the back of the car, Gronk. Come on.
0: Stop being a child. He gets to, like, leash on him, and he puts the pinch collar on. He's like, come on, buddy. He offers him, like, a a treat, maybe, like, a sweet potato or something. He gets him in the the truck, and they go back down to Tampa. (laughs) Oh. oh yeah, big time. Oh yeah. how about Sean Payton? Sean Payton has stepped down as the head coach of the Saints. He's been there since 26. You know, he was there for a Super Bowl win. He was there through Hurricane Katrina, right? He was there through all that. Yeah, um, been there since 2006. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel yeah, he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. Was that what? he said? No, he said yeah. he's not looking to sign with anyone right now. He yeah, wants that's to be the TV thing. Like for
1: him, it's he didn't. So he's just stepping away. He didn't use the word retirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so said, he biggest, he's leaving the again. yeah, he's leaving the door open. And Sean Baines went a hell of a coach. Like like so many players respect him, everything he's done. Like you gotta respect what he's done, but
0: one day he cheated just, a couple times, get suspended, like yeah, you know, but legend it was, of the it game is like cheating. It was just, paying they people He paid to players to hit people harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of them was Boys will be boys.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But here's my biggest thing I was reading, though. Is Sean Payton overrated? I mean... Like, you look at his his winning... He hasn't been
0: able to do it without Drew Brees.
1: Right. So I just think people are like, was it really Payton or was it really Brees?
0: I don't know. I think it's both of them. Like, in every situation, was it really Belichick? Was it really Brady? Well, look, it was both of them. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It was both of them. So that's possible, too. Just, like, we're such... America, we're such pessimistic people. We like can't let two people succeed, right? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's really all I have on that. I know people have, like try to connect them to the Cowboys, but I think that um, old man Jerry's too infatuated with dumbass Mike McCarthy. So more years of pain ahead. Big Ben officially calls it quits. How about um,
1: Roethlisberger? Yeah, so that's now all three of the star quarterbacks from that 2004 draft: Rivers, Manning, and Big Ben. Physically all out of the league. Yeah, so that's definitely a big thing with like changing of the guard. It's it's officially actually changing. All the these guys been The new guard's nasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and especially like this these quarterbacks that just came in, at the rookie seasons. Ones they start getting going too. There's some serious firepower in this league coming up.
0: Oh yeah, the NFL is in great place. It really is in quarterback like quarterback wise. You have to think about like a few years ago, we were not in great shape. We really weren't. The Josh Rosens and the Mitchell yes. Biscuits. Yeah. Of the like we and now we have the new wave where you have – Mahomes is almost in that middle wave, but he's still part of the new wave. Mahomes, Allen. Um, he's only four years in. No, yeah. No, I know. It's, it's like you just hour. see him – Yes, yeah, I know. I just – I see them as like the middle wave kind of ushering in that group, but yeah. you have both of them. You have Herbert, who's a beast. You have – I think Mac Jones who's going to be a really good quarterback. You have Broadway Joe Burrow, who I think is going to jump into that – Category with Allen and Mahomes very soon. You have Lamar Jackson, who's right up there. These guys, and you have Kyler Murray. So like these young guys, I'm, there's so many more, right? Too like I yeah. You yeah, have the
1: two ones, and then once you have the Trey Lances and the Justin Fields. Yeah, dude. like the Jordan Loves, if the Rogers Jake leaves, Froms,
0: like you really have all no. these. That was, no, like how I slid that in there. That was good. no. You know, I caught the, the like, Stenson no. Bennett's of the world. Like <laughs> yo,
1: Stenson Bennett's a savage. You think he's gonna Was be, he drunk or was he
0: hungover? I don't know. Do you think Stenson Bennett is gonna be a good NFL no, quarterback? No. no. Not at all. <laughs> oh man. But I like, mean really just I the think only that, last
1: good Georgia quarterback in the NFL is Matthew Stafford.
0: Yep. And it looks like it could be Matt Stafford's year. I think
1: I, I kind of hope it is. Like Me too. I,
0: like,
1: I as much as I want to Bengals to win. Mid- in Detroit at least like, we forgot how
0: we forgot how good he was. We really did. And he was disrespected because he was in shithole Detroit. Like, imagine having to live in Detroit and be there all the time and all that. And now you're in LA. He must feel like a new human. Like literally, like a brand new human. And he, he took this opportunity, he ran with it. And I don't think anyone can really root against Stafford, right? Like I'm pretty happy to see him there. I'm not a big I don't really like um, Sean McVay. I just don't like his face. So I mean <laughs> not a big McFay guy I'm not a big McVay guy I'm not a big OBJ guy either and I really don't like Aaron Donald so like there's a lot of players on the team I don't like I just don't enjoy I don't like Von Miller no I don't like Von Miller either so like I don't really like I hate Jalen Ramsey so I actually don't like the Rams at all like I'm rooting for the Niners in that game but I like Matt Stafford I guess that's like only put it. Cup. I like those guys but definitely
1: those two um it's going to be interesting, though, because it's tough. Like, I love that matchup because the, the 49ers have the Rams number. That's going to be the biggest thing. Like, they beat them twice this year already. The defense knows what they need to do. But the biggest thing is, is Jimmy G going to ruin it all? And that's why I don't – like, the 49ers team, like, you have the run game. You have Debo. You have a You have that defense. You have Bosa. You have Fred Warner. But Jimmy G, he makes the worst. They're kind
0: of nasty. They like, are. I disrespected them so much all year. And, like, I thought the Cowboys were going to roll them. I thought the Packers were going to roll them. I've been wrong the whole time. I really have. Like, you're right. I know you're right. They're a quarterback away, but they have their quarterback. That's kind of the – Yeah, no problem. They
1: have – yeah, they have their quarterbacks. They have their running backs. They have the receivers. They have the <laughs> Two
0: defense. Two good stud receivers. Yeah. It's – it's crazy. Like it's a good team. They've rebuilt a really good team there. And they have good coaching.
1: Right, because if they go, this will be their second time in four years
0: or yeah. three years. Yeah. And then for the, the Rams, it's the second like, time, and the one four. that Sherman let them in, and
1: yeah,
0: was right? it two years ago? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> too much thinking. But let's jump into who our conference picks are. We'll start. We just were really NFC heavy, so we're gonna stick with it. If you want, Um, who do you have in this game? I'm going Niners. I, I bet the niners against them too. twice. We're both going yeah. Niners. All right. I'm going nine. Niners. I picked them is. the first time, and they
1: beat the Cowboys. So,
0: yep, Niners it is. Yeah, but you picked three of the four games wrong last week, so we don't need to get into that. I picked two right. You picked one right. Wow. All right, man. All right, so well, we're both no. going Niners. Okay, I, I did say those ad- teams. What do you have in the AFC?
1: Ooh, that's my biggest thing. I'm going Bengals. They beat the Chiefs once. Can they beat
0: them again? I'm going Bengals, too. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm going Bengals. I don't know if that's fair. But I really, yeah, I'm going Bengals, too. I think we, if we have a Joe Burrow and Jimmy Garoppolo Super Bowl, I think we might have a lot more female viewers, at least, who are into the game. That can help, right? I mean, help the ratings. Yeah, it just won't be for the uh, commercials for once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who has the halftime show? Kendrick Lamar? I believe so. That's going to be pretty good. I I think that could be pretty good. I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend of football. I really am. So we're going Bengals and we are going 49ers. I think maybe we'll put a little action on that too. We'll let you guys know on Twitter what we're thinking Um, from there. I mean, that kind of, that gets us pretty close to all of our football news other than some coaching changes. Uh, Denver has a new GM, a new head coach.
1: Yeah. So that's the reason they got the GM first. And then they went with offensive coordinator from green Bay, Nathaniel Hackett. But I think that's good because, especially if they're going out and they get their quarterback of the future, you want an offensive minded of guy. You have the receivers, you have the running backs. You need to get that offense going. The defense is slowly coming together, but.
0: You need to get Jerry Judy going.
1: Yeah, Judy, um, freaking... Cordell. Yeah, right now. No, Cordell, Cor- oh, no, Yeah, no. Cordell, Timmy uh, Patrick. Yeah, You need to get Noah Fant going. Like, that guy has so Javonte much. Williams. Like, so much gifts,
0: but. He's had a the put of the other. So defense is there, but I mean that team could be good. How about now? Bears did the same thing, right? Bears got a new yeah. So new they went to the
1: GM, and then they went the head coach out, which is I can't pronounce the
0: dude's name, but it's the Colts the defensive coordinator. That's so. right. That was a good effort. At least you knew where he came from. I had to, I didn't know the answer to that. Yeah. So, so they just they I hired didn't know the, answer. they hired him
1: this morning.
0: Yeah, it has not been the big names who have gotten like the guys we, we thought were front of us like the big names like Jason Garrett you know like superstar coaches like Jason Garrett we haven't Someone seen like, him Jason Garrett's here so, in the Nantucket hiding in his house that's so funny and then the Vikings get a new GM too but who cares um, no actually I really oh, like that guy I okay. ran up on him like, okay. this okay. dude's
1: this, no, this dude smart as hell so he like started in San Fran big analytics guy he like, rose quickly like he's like he was uh, featuring like ESPN's 40 under 40 and this dude's like a genius, like, uh, undergraduate in economics at Princeton, then got his master's in economics from Stanford. Oh, wow, you really yeah. did get deep
0: into this guy, huh? Yeah, no, like <laughs> this
1: dude's wicked smart. Well, like, oh, maybe
0: he'll turn them around. Yeah, I mean, they're, and they San have, Francisco, like, that's that's a team with good defense, good receiver, yeah. good running back quarterback is, hey,
1: eh. yeah. It looks like I'm gonna say, like, their head guy they're going with is um Dan Quinn, like. He has a lot of links there they want him there. I hope it doesn't
0: happen. I'd like him to stay in Dallas, but I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, I think he'll get a second chance
0: there in um, Minnesota. I think he'll do well with it. I really do. But is he kind of like Mike Zimmer light? I mean, maybe, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and there's all the Patriots ties that seem to be dying down. Like uh, McDaniels
1: to Las Vegas, the big thing there was McDaniels has said in all his interviews, like, whoever is my GM, I want to, like, know them. Like, I want yeah. that connection. You're not, so they're going to take Zegler.
0: That with, they're going to have that with Davis. Yeah, no, but they're going to
1: have it's supposed to be McDaniels and Zegler are head of player personnel for the Patriots. But that duo seems to be dying down. And then the Gerard Mayo talks seem to be dying down. So
0: we'll see how it all goes. Yeah, exactly. But before we wrap things up here, honestly, this was a great week. A lot of news for us. If you guys like our logo, and want to get some gear with it on it, you have to jump onto the Inside the Rink website and go over to the podcast, the merch store, and check out our stuff. We have both sweatshirts and T-shirts with the Cue the Duck Boats logo on it. And just a reminder, every one of those purchases helps support us. It helps the show, and it helps the site. And just to really piggyback off that, we're brought to everyone here in partnership with Inside the Rink. If you're not going to Inside the Rink for all your hockey news, you are doing it wrong. Get on InsideTheRink.com, follow them on all your socials because there's just constantly content being pumped out of there nonstop, and it has been great. And keep your eyes open because there's going to be a YouTube page starting soon and definitely a lot more video content coming out. So we're pretty excited about that. And that wraps things up for Episode 12. You guys can give us a follow at Q the CueTheDuckBoats with a Z on Twitter. We're going to get everything moving forward. Have a good one, Kevin.
1: You as well, Jake.